Hello. I want to welcome you to Renton Christian Center's Recorded Ministries. We hope you'll be encouraged listening to God's teachings. Our services are held Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. We share an awesome worship experience here at Renton Christian Center. Be sure to visit our website at rccfoursquare.org. Here's our message. really passionate about women. I had no idea. I, um, it was just about a month ago that mom even brought this up, and she and Claire were making jokes saying, yeah, Adrian, you are always with women everywhere. We can't even see you because you're always seeing people. And I just thought it was, a, I actually thought it was a problem. I go, most people that just, you know, I just always just want to help, and I'm just saying yes to too many people, but I just really feel like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And it was when Mom and Claire are making a joke, and I was like, oh, that's what I am supposed to be doing. And when she asked me um, if I would consider taking over the mantle um, of women's ministry, I thought, yeah, no. Mm-mm, 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 mm. Growing up in the church, I know what that looks like. I, I'm happy to help, but mm-mm. it's a lot of work. It's a lot of, it's a lot of responsibility. It's... Um, it's a real thing. It really is different than just volunteering. Um, and the weight of that um, really matters to me. Um, the weight of how I want to serve this body is, is, could crush me. Um, but Jesus so clearly said when I sat down trying to be super spiritual and have like, you know, okay, God, let's be like just really straightforward and have a really you know, clear discussion about what you want me to do. Of course, it wasn't like that at all. It ended up being a very chaotic feeling. And, um, but at the end, I was just talking with him and writing, and he really he, he gave me a sermon. <laughs> and I thought, oh, it's a three-point sermon. I've learned well from my dad. <laughs> and, um, and so what I'm sharing today is something that he very specifically gave me for you guys. Um, I do love to speak. Um, it isn't necessarily hard for me, but that's because it's fun to do shticks. I'm all got, I got a shtick, I got an announcement, um, but preparing and, um, and wanting to really bless you and encourage you is totally different. Um, it's not quite as much fun. I'll definitely say that, um, but it's, it is... It's better because Jesus is so there, just confirming every moment that this is really um, what he has um, for us to do this morning. So welcome, (laughs) even though this is a surprise. Um, But what I really want to start with first is actually sharing with you um, how I got here. And just like mom said, of um, what this body has meant and starting from being a kid, and um, I won't start from being a kid because that would be really long. Uh, and we have a very good barbecue to have afterwards, but I wanted to share with you just kind of the most recent little blurb of how much this church has impacted me, and you guys have completely changed my life, and you don't even know it, so it's time for you to hear about it. Um, I'm very slowly finally becoming the person I always wanted to be, but I definitely had to go a route that I least expected. I imagined myself becoming a very successful, high-powered businesswoman, just taking the world by storm, that I would create events, 
have some new business model, um, exciting opportunities for people, and making everything polished, and then very humbly receiving my accolades. Uh, when this was my mindset, even if you guys didn't know it, you still accepted me. And instead of that future, what I experienced was a complete disenchantment with the workforce, a complete loss of who I was and where I was headed. And you church, you guys were there for me. My experience then inexplicably led to self-employment, strained finances, which then always puts a strain on a marriage, and of course, because it's super logical, babies, <laughs> too. I was so raw, I was so exhausted, yet I very badly wanted to feel invested somewhere, anywhere. And church, you let me be me, with my highs, my lows, very manic moments. <laughs> you let me lead Bible studies, and you let me serve on the women's team. Ladies, you were my sisters when one was in Peru and the other traveled constantly for work. You said nice things to me all the time. You were literally holding me together. You told me that I was a good mom. You told me my kids were cute. <laughs> you told me I was really good at announcements. <laughs> and even though I know these things sound silly, um, those little comments, they just literally kept my heart from shattering during those tumultuous years. I literally craved Sundays. I, took, I did whatever it would take to get here. Because you guys, you shared your stories of success and of failures in our Bible studies, on stage, at retreats, pumpkin carving, line dancing. Um, Ava and I were able to keep fighting for phenomenal breakthrough in our marriage, and it happened. We stayed the course on this crazy business plan that was based on nothing other than the belief that that's what God wanted us to be doing. And God has provided success. Because you let me be me, I have been able to grow in confidence about how God is leading us to raise our children. Because of your constant presence, I had the support that I needed to be broken, even if you didn't know it. And then let Jesus build me back together into this person I had lost all hope of ever becoming. A person that has, actually has hope, a person that has drive, a person that has excitement, and that I have this crazy, outrageous passion for women in every season of life. This church, seriously, this community has been a stalwart fixture in my life forever. Um, but I had no idea the transformative powers that this four walls could have when each of us give in the very small and in the very big ways that God has specifically for us to do. I'm absolutely convinced, utterly convinced, that my story could be and should be the story of every woman here in this building and all the ones that come to walk through our doors. And not because we are so awesome, because we are awesome, um, but because God has really chosen to reside in me and in each one of you. And he uses us to transform lives because we care for people and we love them, just like you did for me. So, this really is my mission and my mindset as we get into women's ministry. Ooh, thanks, Kevin. Cade. Um, and now you're ready for your three-point sermon. <laughs> um, the verse that I really want to share with you guys about um, what God really did um, through you guys for me and what I imagine him doing for all of us. 
um, is out of Romans. Ooh, sorry, it's so high tech. Um, Romans 12, 1 through 2. I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with this verse, but I'm reading out of the message, which I think um, has a really fresh perspective for me personally. So here's what I want you to do, God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping, eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God has for you. Okay, I'll just read it up there, right? Um, what God does for you is the best thing you can do for him. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you fit in without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down on its, to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops a well-formed maturity in you. And then scooting down to verse 4, in this way, we are like the various parts of the human body. Each part gets its meaning from the body as a whole, not the other way around. The people we're talking about is Christ's body of chosen people. I see you guys. Um, each of us finds our meaning and function as part of his body. But as a chopped off finger or a cut off toe, we wouldn't amount to much, would we? So since we find ourselves fashioned into these excellently formed, marvelously functioning parts in Christ's body, let's just go ahead and be what we were made to be without enviously or pridefully comparing ourselves with each other or trying to be something we aren't. That, that is what RCC is about. Not just our women's ministry. Um, this is the body of Christ both within this little community and our entire church community. Um, this is what I want for our women's ministry. These verses do literally describe exactly what I experienced with this church. Um, each of you doing your own little part, but as a whole, had a huge, incredible impact on me. And this really is what our ministry team has been praying and cultivating here. Um, ooh, ooh, so awesome. Uh, ministry by the whole body. Uh, Ministry by the few is not long-lasting. When you just have one person serving or teaching, if dad was the only person that preached, well, if he got sick, and when he goes to Hawaii, we just don't have church. No, you've been cultivating leaders and speakers. Kevin speaks, Dana speaks, Lindsay spoke, Marcy has spoken. You know, he has, we have a lot of people. Church will continue to happen even if this leader can't be here. Ministry by the few, not very effective. Uh, if a small team does it all, you're missing out on your part. You are missing out on what your part is as a meaning and function in the body. And of course, the rest of us are missing out on what you have to offer. Like Roman said, chopped off finger doesn't amount to much. That's disgusting, but true. <laughs> Very true. But we are each excellently formed and marvelously functioning parts. So that actually means that you have a form and you have a part that was made perfectly. And if you feel like you don't know what that is, Every time, invest something in your church because that's how you will find what your purpose is. That's just the way he works. Don't, don't be mad at me. It's just what he does. <laughs> so our team, when we think about that, when we think about ministry by the whole, we don't think about what can our little team do, what kind of Bible study should we do, what, what can we lead, what are we going to do. Honestly, what we usually think about are things like wreath-making with Anna Garcia, writing and words and learning how to do poetry with Jody. Saturday morning book study with Kim, hikes with Marcy, serving families of small children with Judy, having some free worship and prayer time with Ashley Ashbeck. 
Um, some of these definitely sound more spiritual than others, but I know that you guys know that is not true. God doesn't need our church activities to change hearts and draw us and other women to himself. Same slide. Okay, good notes. Um, as he did with me, he most often seems to use relationships with other people to teach us and encourage us. So our team wants to do whatever we can to connect women with each other and most importantly with God. Uh, these types of gatherings, working together as a whole body, this mission and all these women, they really matter. Uh, as a team at RCC, we really want um, this place to be somewhere where relationships are continually grown, where we're fighting for wholeness as an individual, in families, in marriages. Um, we want people to be whole. That's what we're fighting. We're fighting because you have to fight to be whole. It isn't just something that comes. It is a battle. We want our unity as a church and as a woman's ministry to be based on tangible support of one another. We don't want unity based on the fact that we're all in the same age group or we all are in the same phase of life. We want unity to be the fact that we are tangibly supporting one another. And we really want to be a place where leaders are encouraged. Uh, these are things that I think RCC does amazing. You guys have done all of those things personally for me, but it's something that we can continue to grow and work in, both as an entire body and particularly with women. Um, Women, it's hard. It's hard to be in relationship with one another. So we really want to work on that. Uh, we want non-believers that come through our doors or see us or hear about what the church is doing for one another to say, whoa, I would give anything to be part of a life-giving community like that. A life-giving community. Because that's what we're about. And then we have an opportunity to introduce them to the actual life giver. But you have heard it before, and I will say it again. People see what the church is, and they don't want any part of it. Um, we will continue to fight until that is no longer the truth, especially about RCC. This is our plot. This is what we're fighting for. We want all of our community of believers, the people you see at work, to say, wait, what do you meant? Bill had a concussion, and you had all these ladies come over and bring you food and then pray for you and then take your dog for a walk? Whoa. You don't have a dog, but just in case you did. Um, <laughs> Whoa, like, I, wow, I wish, I wish I could, I wish I had people like that. Yeah, it's part of our community. So, how do we get there? Number three. <laughs> First, it has to continue to grow outside of our little team. You've got incredible ladies. Mom mentioned them, but I'll say it again. You've got Jody, Claire, Jen, Pam, Sue, Patty, and Judy. We love you, and we, they serve you in ways you don't even know about. But we can't meaningfully connect with every woman because, because God just did not make us that way. We need your help. So this is what my challenge as your women's ministry leader is. To be intentional about serving those in front of you and those behind you. What that means specifically for me is that how can I bless, encourage validate and serve the older generation. Lots of times the people in front of me may just be spiritually, but not necessarily by age, or they are by age. And so how am I connecting with these women? How am I serving them? How am I asking to include them and involve them and validate their knowledge, their wisdom, and their experience? I'm responsible for that, to connect with them. I'm also responsible to connect and be an example for the people behind me. So small amount of lovely ladies in the youth. Um, I am responsible for the example of how I talk about myself, 
how do I talk about myself? Am I always disparaging myself, talking about how ugly and fat I am, and I just hate I couldn't do this, and I just hate I couldn't do that, and my husband's so annoying, and work is so hard, and those kids. That's the example I'm giving to the people behind me when I think no one is listening and no one is watching. That it, I am responsible for that, and I need to be real, because nobody needs any fakeness. That we don't got room for that. We need to be real, but I need to be focused on who my God really is and be sharing that at the same time. So ladies, I really want to challenge you. Be intentional about that. Choose somebody ahead of you. Choose somebody behind you. Ask the Holy Spirit. Just do something. Just say anything. I'm going to call it a particular group here at RCC. We tend to have quite a bit of older, mature women here. We have a lot of grandmas. We have a lot of grandmas. Um, a lot of us, I have no idea what you guys have, I don't really have a grandma. I don't have that important fixture in my life of somebody that can share with me the experiences, the battles that you guys have fought and the battles that you have lost and the battles that you have won. We need our older generation to be sharing with us the adventures that they took, the ones that they didn't and they regret. We need our older generation to say, by golly, it's hard, but you're going to make it. I cannot tell you the impact of someone who has lived it, hearing that from them. I really want to challenge you ladies, especially our older generation, that you feel like you might not have anything to offer, or you can't connect with the wildfire, or you can't connect with the young moms, because surely we don't want to hear what you have to say. That is not true. We desperately want to hear what you have to offer you have so much value, and we are so blessed that you are in this body with us. And so I just really urge you to take an opportunity to say, no matter what the culture says about what my age means, and that my age makes me useless, this church does not believe that. And as a woman's ministry leader, I do not believe that. And I expect you, and I implore you to please pour out what you have experienced because we really desperately need that. We need your wisdom and we need your experience. That's right. <laughs> and uh, kind of along the same vein, I really, really implore all of us to make our primary goal to affirm each other. Not to train each other, not to tell people what to do. <sighs> You need to, we need to be affirming people what they're already doing, like you guys did for me. You're being a great mom, and I'm like, I'm being a horrible mom. But they're like, your kids are dressed, and they're at church. You're being a great mom. <laughs> I will take it. I will take it. I might have yelled at them in the car. I might yell at them on the way home. But thank you for affirming that I did something useful now. I don't need you to tell me more ways. I already know when I'm not doing a good job. I already know when I need help. I already know. I just need someone to tell me I'm okay. And if I'm not okay, I need you to tell me that my God is more than okay. That is what we need to be sharing with each other, is affirming each other. So when relationships don't work, lots of times we think, oh, I guess I just didn't do that quite right. A lot of times it's because we're joining into a relationship, expecting and planning on teaching them something. Oh, that person seems to really be struggling there, so I'm going to step over here and help them and show them how to do it because they're obviously struggling. Very rarely is that going to form a relationship that's going to stick. We have all experienced somebody trying to change us, and we know what it feels like. So if relationships aren't working, I would highly suggest change the way that you're going. Start with affirming them. Start with affirming their God and just leave it at that so that when they are ready 
because we all know those places we need help in already. When they are ready to reach out and available to receive that correction or direction, they know you're a safe person because you are affirming them. You are not just seeing the things they need to work on. Ladies, encouragement alone can transform lives because it absolutely did for me. Many of you had no idea what God was doing in my heart during the last five years. But by your encouragement, literally just peer encouragement of what you thought was probably surfacey things, I could let him do his work and literally change my life. It wasn't, you didn't do anything. You didn't tell me what to do. You didn't direct me. You just purely encouraged me. And I, this is because of this, literally because of that. So ladies, last thing. Don't assume that because we're in church or because we've been here a while, that all of our relational needs are met. So this encouragement today isn't just for new women, but it's to do the work right here first. It's very hard to form relationships. There's a lot of trial and error finding our people. One person, you know, will fill this space, another person fills kind of this space, another person fills this space. Very rarely are we gonna find one person that's gonna meet all of our relational needs. But lots of us, thankfully, have one person that we know we can pray with, or we have one person we know that we can, like, go to events with, but continue to work to build new relationships so you can have your people. About five years ago, when this kind of all started, I had no tribe. I had no tribe. I left the workforce. I left all those friends, that entire lifestyle behind, and I literally fit nowhere. I fit nowhere. I had one kid, but everybody else seemed to have more. So I didn't really fit there. We're self-employed with wicked sporadic income and an even more sporadic schedule as Avon's just working all hours to support us. I could plan nothing. I couldn't, like, I wasn't sure I could be anywhere at any given time because I had no idea what was happening. I felt so exceptionally alone in my innermost being, no matter how many people were around. It took so much time but God slowly, so slowly, in my opinion, so slow, <laughs> brought women who were willing to open up a little bit here and a little bit there, and that you guys were willing to let very passionate and very wild me into your hearts. Many bonds were strengthened over that time, and a lot of new bonds were made. And these days, I have the blessing of a pretty sweet tribe, which includes almost all of you. <laughs> I have women in all stages of their life that you guys have shared your heart with me and you really allowed me to share with you. And in turn, God could do his work because it's his work. It's his work that's transforming us. Okay. Ladies, here's what I want you to do. God helping you. Take your everyday, ordinary life. You're sleeping, you're eating, you're going to work, you're walking around life and place it before God as an offering. Embracing what God does for you is the very best thing you can do for him. Ladies, I really want us to choose to be at ease in who God made each of us to be. Don't compare yourself and don't disparage yourself. Just be at ease. And whatever it is that you do, you are not me. I am not my mom. I am not Susan Thompson. I am not Marcy Jones. I'm just me. That's just me. I've spent my entire life comparing myself to everybody else in the way that I thought I should be. And it is my personal fight, and the one that I, I give it to you guys as well, 
fight to just be at ease with who you are and all your weirdness, the things that you love, the things you're just not good at. It's okay if you're just not good at certain things. It's okay. I don't really care. So don't compare. <laughs> and don't talk bad about yourself. That, that is just not godly. And it's not being a good example. Let me tell you that. Let's be risk takers and offering help and offering affirmation, even when it's really uncomfortable and new, or we think surely someone else is taking care of that. I mean, I'm sure Pam talked to that person. I mean, they seem new, they seem nervous, Let's, I'm sure they're fine. Pam will take care of the person that needs food. Oh yeah, yeah, don't worry about it, Marcy's got that kid, it's gonna be just fine. Okay, good, Cindy, I'm glad you're here, you're gonna tell that person that they're doing okay. I love to do that, I love to think everyone else will take care of it, but let's not do that. We need to do what God asks us to do. We need to take out that step, even when it's so uncomfortable and you're like, this is so dumb, it feels so weird, let's just step out and say it anyways. Morgan Manley, where are you? You're here, you're here. You knit Penelope a blanket. And we've been in church, but we're not in relationship. And you just gave me a gift. And I have no idea if that was uncomfortable for you. I have no idea if it was easy, good, easy for her. I just thought... Wow, I don't know if I'd give a gift to somebody I didn't really know and something I made and all that like emotional workup, but she just did it. And I can't tell you, every time I see that blanket, I just think, oh, wow, somebody really thought of me. I have no idea if you knew that it would matter or not. Really mattered, really mattered. Don't wait for someone else to take care of it. You take care of it. You tell that person they are awesome. You tell that person they're being a good mom. You tell that person, gosh, could you tell me something about your life? It seems like you've lived a lot or you've traveled a lot. What was that like? Take the risk to connect, to affirm, and to help. And ladies, especially ladies, let's be connectors. Culture, blah, 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 blah. All they want to do is divide. We need to be different because we need to be connectors. I cannot meet all needs. However, I know a lot of you, and I say, oh, you, you're perfect. Actually, could you guys meet? It sounds like you have a lot in common. Be connectors. Anybody can do that. We all know people. We can all be connectors. You don't have to do everything yourself, but you, it is, you should be connecting. So, Lord, thank you for this body. Thank you that you chose to put us together that you chose to give these four octagon-like walls <laughs> and put these people in it, and that your spirit resides here and it resides in each of us, and that for whatever reason you choose to do work through us. I don't know why you're not a pillar of cloud or a pillar of fire these days. I don't know why you don't do plagues, but you decided to use us. And so, Holy Spirit, I just offer myself and I offer anyone else that's willing, God, that we want to be connectors we want to be risk takers in relationships, and we really want to be at ease in who you created us to be. Thank you for uh, the revival that I trust that you are bringing upon this uh, particular plot of land, and in the older and in the younger generation, that this, the unity between generations will be unlike anything that this world has seen before. Thank you that this small body has already had such a great impact on me personally, their community, and hopefully each other. I pray that we will continue to grow um, in that mission that you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You are awesome, Adrian.
Thank you so much. I'm in, I've been encouraged and I've been challenged. Um, I, I like that term. What a sweet tribe we have here. And I, I think the men are included in everything we heard, don't you? Absolutely. This is, this is a body-wide word from the Lord. And uh, just so you know, guys, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the young team that, of men that God is raising up here as well. So keep praying. Keep praying, asking God to bring those folks together. We really do have something special here, and I, I don't think we're better or best or anything else, but God has been very, very good to us as a body. And I think that's why a lot of you have experienced some of the things Adrian described, coming out of chaos and craziness to strength and to health. And uh, so the one thing we want to do is not hoard that. We want to share it. Amen. I'm sure you know at least one person at work or in your neighborhood that really needs this kind of community. So keep having eyes and ears and a heart for those who are not yet a part of this rich, rich, rich gift that God's given us. And I want to say thanks for being such an answer to my daughter's needs. You've been an answer to my needs, and I know it's been like that for a lot of us. I want to say thanks. Keep it up, folks. Keep it up. All right? God bless you. See you around. Listening to God's teachings is always so exciting. We hope you have enjoyed this recording and that it has blessed you. Remember to share these messages with others you know and love. Until next time, may God bless and keep you. Here again is Pastor Kevin. Do you ever have thoughts about your purpose in life? Have you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior? Or maybe you walked away and it's time to come home. You know, really our walk with God is about a personal relationship with Him. That's what He wants. I believe that's what we want. I encourage you to take a few moments and allow this message to sink in. Allow His Holy Spirit to speak to your heart. You know, the Bible says that if we draw close to Him, that He will draw close to us. So do that today. God bless.